Have you ever disliked a celebrity purely by proxy? I'm not telling you that there's a celebrity I've maybe long disliked by association. I'm just asking you. Have you ever disliked a celebrity because of that celebrity's association with another celebrity? Where one of these celebrities might be in a completely different field than the other celebrity? Because there's this one celebrity who has been in the news a lot in the last week. And I don't think I need to tell you how I feel about this person, but I do want to tell you that this person has probably had a larger impact on the field of dog training than one might realize on dog training as it exists in the mainstream today. And I wanted to also maybe propose the argument that he has caused a lot more harm to dogs than he's ever caused to people, uh, if only secondarily, uh, if not also uh, in practice, I don't know. Purely because this one person's celebrity helped create the celebrity we know as Caesar Milan, the Dog Whisperer. Now, if you've ever watched the Dog Whisperer, you probably would guess that someone who is an acolyte of Caesar Milan might be very forceful, might feel that they need to be the quote-unquote alpha, as they say, lead the pack, be the protector, be the leader, and not take, uh, not take lip from anyone. And someone who might feel fine about using physical force without considering the unintended consequences or fallout of using punishment, be it physical or otherwise. He'd be perhaps someone like Will Smith. Will Smith and his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, are longtime friends of Caesar Milan's, and their celebrity is part of what helped him reach such heights in popular culture. I started thinking about this and wanted to do an episode on this and started to look online. To I knew that he had worked with Caesar. I mean, I knew that Caesar had worked with Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's dog, so I thought maybe I could find clips of him giving the kind of advice that were you to apply it to humans would <laughs> lead you to slap people in the face sometimes. Caesar Milan is so often talking about humans and the human behavior and energy and how to be an alpha and, and all these kinds of um, things that make me think of someone actually kind of like Will Smith, someone who is uh, charismatic and seems like they're beaming love and energy and confidence, but also fine using force. I imagined there must be some episode of the Dog Whisperer with Caesar Milan 
uh, praising Will Smith for his perfect energy and what must be his well-behaved dogs. And that might exist, but I did not find it. Instead, what I found was Cesar Milan uh, talking both to and about his relationship with uh, the Smiths, particularly with Jada. And I learned that Will Smith has very little, uh, little interest in pets. But more than that, I, I actually learned a lot about Caesar Milan uh, and his long friendship with Jada. What I'd like to share with you today is an interview that he did with Jada Pinkett Smith and her mother, who is known as Gammy, on their Facebook show called Red Table Talk in 2018, and also an article where Jada talks about how Caesar Milan and his techniques helped her get in touch with her femininity and her ability to be a leader. Now, if you're just tuning in, you might not be aware that Caesar Milan is a very divisive figure in the world of dog training, and I am quite hesitant to tell you how I feel about Caesar Milan. However, I can tell you that there are a lot of dog trainers who would consider themselves positive reinforcement dog trainers who feel very similarly to the way I do. And many of them seem to deal with the topic of Caesar Milan by kind of avoiding it or finding something positive that can be said about him, but sort of um, like what you might think of as a positive approach. Accentuate the positive, don't blow out someone else's candle, train people to see things the way you see it rather than punishing them for seeing it in some other ways. Find something good you can say about him. Ignore the fact that he exists. If someone compares you to the dog whisperer, just laugh it off. I know dog trainers who take these approaches on the subject and more. This has not, however, been my approach. I want to talk about Caesar Milan and I want to talk about uh, a culture that has allowed someone like this to control so many people's ideas about dog training and animal behavior as a whole? Or how is it that society is so foggy on understanding any kind of animal behavior or basic behavioral science that it allowed someone like this to become such a celebrity? These are things I think about. These are things I want to have conversations about. But as a business owner, I don't really want to be divisive. I don't really want to go around starting arguments and hurting people's feelings. So the approach I've taken on this podcast is to simply let Caesar talk 
for himself. So what I'm sharing with you is this Facebook episode from 2015. I've edited it down a little bit. You can find the whole thing, watch the whole thing uh, at the link I will include in the show notes. But basically, he is talking about how he first got to know Jada Pinkett Smith and how uh, how he helped, how she helped him. And I should note too that prior to this, I had uh, heard or read that he was a limo driver and drove around uh, the Smiths and that's how he got his start. But that story uh, is a little bit different or pretty different than um, what the two of them discuss in this interview. <laughs> together. <laughs> On his rise to becoming the dog whisperer, Caesar Milan entered this country as an illegal immigrant, overcoming incredible hardships to show us what it truly means to live the American dream. Caesar, we've known each other for what? 27, 28? Like I was yeah. 19, 20 years old when yeah. I met Caesar. This is what happened. Yeah. I came to America. I wanted to be the best doctor in the world. I came to Jada and I said, I need to have a TV show or a radio. And she said, well... For that, you have to speak English. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, the yeah. next day, a friend of her came to, to, to my place in South Central and said, I'm, I'm your new English teacher. So because of Jada, I speak English. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. <laughs> That's very special. That's beyond <laughs> special. Yeah. Yeah, this is a dog-friendly house. Yes, it is. Then you got cats. I know. Got, what, three cats eight, in the house? We got eight dogs. We've got three cats. Snakes. Got three snakes. <laughs> got two tortoises. Well, you remember Bang, the husky, because yeah. you had his sister. Yeah. yeah, he's the happy-go-lucky one. And then yeah, you gave me homie good. for yeah. my birthday. Yeah. That new one that you have is definitely in a playful state. Clover is part of our pack. And this is the Chinese guy. Yes, Xiaoyong. Yeah, Xiaoyong. My rescue from China when we were shooting the Karate Kid with Jaden. And he wasn't this friendly when he arrived. No. No, he was no, a little he... in the uh, not trusting yeah. side. He's come along. So he did an amazing way. job. Oh, yeah. He's done. He's done. Good. This is really good. This is very, yeah, very, very dance. happy about it. Very proud of your pack. I have a super duper special guest today, not only because he is the internationally renowned dog whisperer, Caesar Milan, but because he happens to be one of my oldest, closest friends. Thank you. My English is better. <laughs> <laughs> How did you guys meet? I used to date a guy whose dog he used to work with, Kenji. Kenji was the first, first Rottweiler. Yeah. They introduced me to the rest of the Rottweiler owners. Yeah. And those Rottweiler's owners was Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the Roddies, you know, it's yeah. the Roddies introduced me to Jada. Then the Roddies introduced me to Will. Yep. Rottweiler. Who is not such a such an animal lover, which is interesting because you have all these animals in the house. But Will typically is not. Yeah, he's not too much an animal lover. He never took class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never took a lesson. Yeah. Will, you still haven't taken a lesson. <laughs> I've been in your house like 20 years. Yeah. You know, he's like, look, if it makes you happy to have all these animals, cool. But 
He likes he likes Fang. He looks at Fang from the window and goes, yeah, yeah. "Oh, he's so pretty." Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. You know, I had four male Rottweilers. Yeah. Right. And he taught me how to manage those dogs. At that particular point in time and where I was in my life, I wanted those dogs for protection. Yes. And I was a, a, a young woman by herself a lot. Yeah. Right. And I need I wanted that. That yeah. made me feel safe. I didn't okay. want to get a gun. I didn't, you know, so I had rots. Yeah. About <laughs> that. Before. Yeah, that went with me everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. So, okay. You're like the epitome of the American dream to me. Because you came here. I jumped the border. You jumped the yeah. border. Couldn't speak English. Couldn't speak English. I didn't know anybody. What made you want to come to America in the first yeah. place? Well, when I was 13 years old, I told my mom, Mom, you think I could be the best doctor in the world after watching Last and Rintin Tin? Last and Rintin Tin. People watch a lot of animal shows. Right. Those right. were my animal shows. Okay. I wanted to be a vet. Okay. But because I come from a low-income family, it was impossible for them to send me to a vet school. Right. Right? At 13 years old, I told my mom, Mom, you think I could be the best doctor in the world? And she said, you can do whatever you want. Because when I was 10, I told her that I wanted to be a drug dealer. <laughs> because where I'm from, that's also those are role models. There you go. That's okay? what we have. So I, 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 that's that's yes, what my we role have. models, okay? Yep. And so though I saw how respected they were. And that day, my mom wow. slapped me in the face and said, if you want to kill me, that's what you become. Mm. I don't want to kill you. I just want to, you know, make money. So, you know, you can right. live happily ever after, mom. Right. So I didn't know. I didn't know right. what those guys sure. were about. You know, I was 10. So, you know, three years later, I'm looking at the dogs that I grew up with. They didn't have commands. So I wanted that. I wanted to have those Hollywood dogs, those dogs who are trained. So I really wanted to be a dog trainer. You're born with that desire. Right. right. You want to sing, you want to act, you want to do this. You're born with it. Nobody tells you to do it, right? So where does Lassie Rintin thing lives? United States. <laughs> okay. La you know, okay. Disneyland right. or Hollywood. Right. So when I was 21 years old, I, on December 23rd, I went to my mom again. Mom, I'm leaving. I said, where are you going? Tomorrow's Christmas. Well, I'm going to America. But tomorrow's Christmas. I know, but I have to go right now. So you, something that you feel that you have to listen to it, yeah. and you have to act on that day. So my dad saved $100. He gave it to me, put it in my, uh, my sock, and, and that's all I had. That's all I had. Wow. You know, I took a bus. took like two days to get there. And once you get to the border, what you see is people wanted to take advantage of you. Mm. So that's when you learn about the streets. Got it. But that's another level of streets. No, that's know. another level. Yeah, they can sell you. Yeah. They can kill you for organs. They can, I mean, yeah, that is more likely than jumping it. Yeah. So that's it's right. not a piece of cake, okay? I'm respectful about it. I know I broke a boundary and a rule, but it was for a dream. Right. So to a point that many times I let the uh, Border Patrol catch me because Americans feed you. Yeah, so when they catch you, they feed you. Mexican police don't feed you. Because many times I didn't eat. Got it. Because I wanted to save my hundred bucks. Wow, Caesar. When I finally crossed the border, a guy came to me, skinny guy, dirty as hell, and is smoking a joint. Can I say that? Yes, you can. Okay. So, <laughs> so this guy came. So all the three things my mom say not to listen to. Right. Okay? So if a guy is dirty... But that is skinny, because in Mexico, if you're too skinny, there's something wrong with you. Right. right? As a culture, you want to see you fat. 
And of course, if you smoke weed at that time, it, then the guy is, is, is crazy. Right. You know, so all the three things. Right. But inside of me, I felt trust. Mm. Wow. Interesting. And the guy said to me, I charge you $100. Uh, so he said he, he charge you $100 he to get you to, to, That's to, right. You want to cross the border? I charge you $100. That's all I had. And so, so that's what, a, that's what a was sign. Technique? That's a sign. Oh, he knew the role. Oh wow! <laughs> he knew. He knew. You have to know the. You have to know the path. The path. Yeah, they have to know the path. Yeah, you have to know when the border patrol changes. Right. You know, they have all, to, of that. all of that stuff. So he knew. So finally, we crossed. We got to the gas station. The guy said, "I'm gonna get you a taxi, and the taxi is gonna take you to San Diego." He said, "I don't have any more money. This is it. I'm giving you everything." The guy paid the taxi driver. Wow. Yeah. The guy paid the taxi driver twenty dollars, so he only he only made eighty dollars. That to me was like, okay, I'm supposed wow. to be here. I'm just going to interject here. I know there's a lot that could be unpacked that uh, I have now shared with you, but I have vowed to not talk about my feelings about Caesar Milan. However, I think I am going to take issue with his storytelling because. I'm confused. I just want to share that this last anecdote doesn't make sense to me. What he's saying, I think, is that he gave the coyote $100, which was the last money he had, and then didn't know where to go, and so the coyote paid a cab driver $20 to take him to San Diego. Oh, wait, I still don't follow. So that was what made him feel like that's what makes me supposed to be here? I'm... The guy paid the taxi driver twenty dollars, so he only he only made eighty dollars. That to me was like, okay, I'm supposed to be here. Anyway, the conversation goes on, and uh, this is a very personal side of Caesar Milan we're seeing here. This is Caesar Milan on Caesar Milan, and uh, you know, you should go you should go listen to it. I think uh, or watch it. Watch this Facebook whatever show uh episode or hell you're already here i'm just gonna i'm just gonna play you a little bit more so i arrived in la and took a, a greyhound and I, I arrive at night time and then i walk in the middle of the night through skid road and, and downtown la the next day by that time i knew the yellow pages existed so that's when i started calling kennels I wanted to, you know, I wanted oh. to uh, work in a kennel. Wow. Yeah, so the, I already knew, okay, so what do I got to do? Got to wash? No. You know, washing dishes? No. I, I get fed, but that's not the profession I came to America for. Right. So I knew I have to start from the bottom, and cleaning kennels is not a problem. Those are the jobs right. the immigrants we get. Right. We don't get the middle of the pack jobs. We don't get the top of the pack jobs. We right. get the back of the pack. See, so the thing about you, you've always been back in the day, you were just so certain. You'd be like, I want to teach people how to be with their animals. Yeah. I need a TV show. And I was like, wow, like, you are so certain about yeah. what you saw and your vision. Look, I come from a low-income family. That You have fate, you have passion, you have instincts. That's what you survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Poverty makes you strong. Ooh, you yeah. can say that again. You know what I mean? So you master poverty. The only thing you have to know is how to make money. America is the land of opportunities, yeah. you know, for sure. But it's also the land of quality of opportunities. And that's what mm -hmm. you got to look for. How did you get from the kennel to your spot in South Central? The first... I became a dog walker in Inglewood. 
And so the only thing I didn't know, it was illegal to walk dogs off leash in America. I had no idea. I knew it was illegal, right. but I didn't know it was illegal to walk dogs off leash in America. So I was walking 40, 30 dogs off leash. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In neighborhoods? So it would take me two hours to go from Inglewood to South Central. And you will always catch me at the same time. Wow. Yeah. So I start going to people's homes and say, ma'am, can I walk your dog? I do it for free. I right. want to make sure your dog stop barking and I know how can I do it. Right. I'm going to exercise him. Right. <laughs> you know right. I'm going to take it for the longest walk of his life. And I'm going to bring it back and I'm going to tell you what I did for free. And I think that's the other place that we connect. We kind of, that inner drive and that heart, like we, we have the same code. Now, how did you get to the TV show? The uh, LA Times uh, heard about me. Right. Right. And they followed me to a consultation. And then at the end, uh, she said, uh, so you seem to have a great thing going on, you know, and what would you like to do? Uh, what, what is your next goal? And I say, no hesitation. I would like to have my own TV show. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So the newspaper came on a Sunday. Monday was a line of producers trying to find out what the show was all about. Wow. Wow. What? Yep. Now, I started my whole thing in Inglewood, in the hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was just a dream. You got to meet yeah. people like yourself. I speak English because of you. How would you describe your friendship? The first word comes out of my mouth if you ask me, Jada, gratitude. Mm. Yeah, that's you just know? a... We don't have to see each other oh, yeah. all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like if I call him, he shows up. If he calls me, I show up. And when we need each other, yeah. we're there. You know what I'm saying? And so... But we always connected. You know, I feel yeah. connected. He's my OG you know, like, I just keep saying that because we've known each other forever. Yeah. 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 I, and I think that's the other place that we connect. I'm offering you honesty. Give me honesty. I'm yeah. offering you integrity. I'm offering you loyalty. Give me, like, like we understand that exchange. Yeah. 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 Like, no question. That's, yeah. Yeah. Because I find that with dogs. Yeah. Okay. So I, I can have millions of dogs and I will find the same thing. Honesty, integrity, loyalty. But it's also good to find it in your own kind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you yeah. can. Animals are here to remind us about simplicity, about honesty, about integrity, about loyalty. They're not just for affection only. Right. Dogs have to have a purpose in life. You have to. And Bits doesn't, Mom. I know, but he's like... <laughs> Bits doesn't have a purpose, Four and Mom. a half pounds. Fuck, Bitsy. What purpose does follow, he have? Follow, play, explore. But you mean something different when you say follow, because... Bits follows me everywhere I go, but I feel like that's an, I feel like that's anxiety. Like he just doesn't want me out of his sight or something. I, I... Well, there is, there is one thing called separation anxiety. Uh, many dogs become obsessive with the yeah. humans. Yeah, right? I think he's obsessive. So when me. a dog feels that the human doesn't relax or anything like that, the dog feels they need to overprotect the human. Your philosophy really is then to change me. I mean, that's, that's your work is to change me in order to help the dog, right? Am I right on that? Because the dog becomes the energy you project and the activities you do. Yeah, so, so if the yeah, human... You're the, you're the, I'm the key. You're the key. So if the human doesn't practice healthy energy and healthy habits, how can the dog practice it? Right. I think I'm so healthy. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to you again. <laughs> 
Tell us a little bit about your family that you built once you got here. The ex-wife, she was not a, an animal person, you know, so... Oh. <laughs> you don't marry the dog whisperer, you're not an animal person. I, <laughs> wow, that's interesting. But I didn't know that. either, you know? Right. We got pregnant, I get it. We were not compatible. Right away, you don't take it as a lesson, you take it as a as a curse, you know what I mean? You take it as a... Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes. why, why this happened to me? Often you take it upon yourself as you did something wrong. You know, and that's when you know that I want to commit suicide. Right. Even in that particular difficult state, Caesar, when you really did, when you felt like you wanted to take your life, what pulled you through that? Like, what was the thing? What was that one thing that you were just like, okay? Well, how did you even get there? How, how, to what, kill myself? Yeah. What, what was going on that, that took you to that devastation? The feeling of failure. I'm not good enough. You're talking to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you're nobody's putting you in that hole. You're pretty much digging that hole yourself. and and doing that to yourself. So mm -hmm. was it failure in your personal life? Nobody failure. loves you. Your pack doesn't love you. Cause mm -hmm. my pack just left. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So it's not. It's a few, family. It feels yeah. like your house. There's a moment that I don't know if it comes through there if you're not actually watching it, but Jada says after Caesar Malone says, uh, my pack left me, she turns to her mother and she says, he's talking about his family pack. <laughs> and then she goes on to talk about how when Caesar and his wife broke up, uh, what that was like for her. And I thought it was just kind of funny uh, here now in 2022, after what I'm guessing was a very tough week for her, to talk in 2018 about how when Caesar Milan and his wife broke up, how that was for her. Because there's like tough and tough. That was a tough time for me too, because I felt, I felt really helpless, you know, at that time, just not mm -hmm. knowing exactly how to help, you know, but. And you did. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, it's the, yeah so like I never let, went away because I always had that anchor with Jada. Right. You know what I mean? Like I always make a call. Yeah. You know, it's yep. just I, it's something inside of me. I said, make a call. Yeah. As soon as I make a call, and then she anchored me back. Right. You know, but I, something needed to happen to me in order for me to, to practice what I teach. I was already in my way not loving myself. Mm, got it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that needed to be like the slap in the face right. to awaken me to start loving myself again because I went into a, a place where I wasn't doing things for you, for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so when I came to America, to yeah. I needed to gain back yeah. how I came to America. I did it because I love myself. Right. And I believe in myself. Now it's Q&A time. I'm truncating this a bit. Here he is answering a question that Gammy poses. He hasn't really been doling out dog training advice so far so i'm just offering a trigger warning he is now going to start talking about training dogs exit the room if you need to one is what is the most common mistake a pet owner can make the most common mistake a pet owner can make is not understanding what the needs of a dogs are so first is the needs and then is the training so with humans though the need for us typically is to love the animal. So we tend to love the animal first and maybe too much. So a lot of times, for example, like the most typical it is right now is people are postponing to have children. 
right? So the dog becomes that empty the space mm-hmm. to feel. Yeah. Right? So that's more for the human than it is for the dog. Yeah, that's so what it So what happens yeah. when a human does that, the human is going to treat the dog as a human child when a dog is a puppy. So a lot of times people, oh, he's a puppy and the dog is three years old. So they still treating him like a puppy. Right. So yeah. mentally, the dog is confused. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's like a mama's boy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Nobody wants to marry a mama's boy. <laughs> yeah. That is real. That is real. Okay, I have to disagree with Caesar here. I cannot keep it in. I just don't think it's true that no one's going to marry a mama's boy because I know a lot of mama's boys who have very nice husbands and wives. I married a mama's boy more than once, in fact. Speaking of love and marriage, Jada has also credited Caesar Milan with helping her understand men and relationships. What I'm about to read is from Caesar Milan's website called Caesar's Way. Uh, it's a post or an article that appeared on his site in 2015. It's called Jada Pinkett Smith Takes the Lead. Among the unexpected benefits of adopting Caesar's training principles, finding the love of your life, or so says Jada Pinkett Smith, who credits Caesar with helping to build her self-confidence to the point that when she met Will Smith more than a dozen years ago, she knew she was ready for a long-term partnership. I had a bunch of failed relationships before, says Jada. She blames some of the breakups on a failure to focus and others on not paying enough attention to the worlds of her suitors. Enter Caesar. They were introduced through a mutual friend with two Rottweilers. I don't know how it came about after all these years, she says. Somehow we met because I was helping to take care of those dogs. At the time, Jada had gone from a star on television, a different world, to a sizzling presence in such dramatic films as Menace to Society. She was instantly attracted to Caesar's methods. Quote, it was really his energy and how I would see him physically handle the dogs, she says. That made me trust him. Jada still remembers the principles he first taught her. It's not about the dog. It's always about us. It's always about the owner. It's up to us to create an environment and circumstances in which the dog can thrive and be itself. Good advice for dogs and their owners. Good advice for people and their mates, too. Caesar's love of the outdoors also made an impression on Jada. We spent a lot of time together in the mountains, she says. He helped me balance. He had me out in nature all the time. We focused on the water, the trees. It taught me more about the feminine aspect of myself. As a result, Jada began thinking more about the two aspects of her personality and the need for her feminine side to coexist with her, quote, extroverted power, masculine energy side. Balanced aggression, she calls it. I imagine that's one of the reasons I have a successful relationship with Will, she says, referring to her movie star husband of 11 years. Having met Caesar, he got me more balanced. Caesar helped me understand that in every aspect of life, you can't be afraid. There are solutions. There's cooperations. You have to figure out the components to make a relationship work. 
Caesar also made sure Jada, who came from a family of animal lovers and still fondly remembers her first pet, a tall black poodle named Pero, had a dog in her life. I got a Rottweiler from him named Indo, she says. Then I inherited another one from my friend. Will was given two Rottweilers from Jay Leno. Now all four were under my leadership, Indo, Gracie, Jackie, and Tyson. At first, Jada wondered if she was ready for the challenge. I never in my life thought I could lead a pack like that. One dog, maybe, but four by myself and being complete command? Then she recalled her conversations with Caesar. He would keep reminding me that one of the most important principles was to keep the dogs in their natural state. The biggest mistake we make as pet owners is forgetting dogs were basically born to be in a pack. It's how they survive. Don't take away their purpose of living. And so a strict social order was formed with Jada as the leader of the pack. I made sure to remember the rules. I had to be in front of the pack when we went out for a walk, and they always had to know who was boss. The Rottweilers took quickly to the new order. It's pampering in a different way, Jada says. The training continued in earnest. We played a lot with a tennis ball, she recalls. The dogs were constantly active, but I took them everywhere. They were my bodyguards, and yet they were the most gentle creatures. But even a well-motivated dog lover can wear down when the energy of the pet exceeds the energy of the owner, especially when, in the case of Jada's Rottweilers, they were not neutered. With Rottweilers, it's either fighting or sex. You have to keep them exercised, wear them down so that their minds settle down. Her solution? Treadmills. They saved my life, Jada says. We had two treadmills installed and put the dogs on them. They knew the routine almost instantly, ran for a half hour or so. And when they were not running, they were at Jada's side. There is not a time during the day when you can let them alone. They constantly had to be with me. Jada was so impressed with the results of Caesar's training methods that she encouraged him to get his own TV series to share his methods with others. I knew how he had changed my life, she says, so she was not surprised to see the show's success and was delighted to attend a party celebrating Dog Whisperer's 100th episode last year. I always knew that Caesar's message was unique. He helped me. It's almost like tapping into your soul. And the admiration cuts both ways. As Caesar writes in his book, Caesar's Way, I know I can count on Jada. She's not only one of the most generous people I've ever met, she's also one of the smartest. She's been my mentor, my sister, and another one of my precious guardian angels. And the actress, Caesar also notes, was not shy about introducing him to her Hollywood friends, who included such heavy hitters as actor Vin Diesel and directors Michael Bay and Ridley Scott. They maintain their friendship to this day. When Jada's dog, Rocco, was killed by a rattlesnake on her Malibu, California ranch last year, Caesar volunteered to show the Smiths' remaining pets how to avoid the reptiles, using real rattlesnakes to teach the dogs to beware of their sounds. Despite an extremely busy life at home with son Jaden, 11, daughter Willow, 8, and stepson Trey, 16, and at work, she currently produces and stars in the TNT medical drama Hawthorne as she takes a break from singing with her new metal band Wicked Wisdom. Jada cares for a female Rottweiler, Mandy, and a female shepherd, Mix Chili, and she is hoping to expand the pack. We probably will add two more, she says. Got to get some dudes in there to balance it. She's looking forward to it, she says, thanks to the lessons taught by Caesar. With four Rottweilers, I learned so much about myself and my life. Scoop.
the dogs. Thank you so much for listening. And special thanks to Bill and Lizzie of Toast Garden for the amazing theme song. You can find Toast Garden at youtube.com slash toastgarden. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. You can also support us by shopping at storefortheDogs.com, and you can learn more about us at schoolforthedogs.com. You can also connect with other listeners by downloading our brand new app. Just visit schoolforthedogs.com community.